Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to 4 and 1 More, a Simpsons podcast. I am your host, Emma Apps, and with me as always is my co-host. Hello, this is Bob Shoy. And today we are discussing our 4 and 1 More Homer's Jobs. Yeah, this is one that uh, you suggested way early on when we were trying to come up with ideas. Yeah, this is um, this is one that I feel like... that. This could be a really sort of different episode in terms of we have completely different opinions because Homer's had so many different jobs. I mean, I was yeah. going through the list and there's just so many, but then at, at the same time, I feel like we probably could have really similar lists as well. So it'd be really interesting to see what each other's got. It's amazing how many he's had. It's like It became like a type of episode after a while. Do you actually know how many he's had? Oh, up until now? Um, well, so I found something online that said, according to an interview with Matt Groening, Homer held 188 jobs within the first 400 episodes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so they, bearing be, in they mind... They come thick and fast. Yes. Like, the late, as it goes on, when I was... So what I've been doing is, as I have watched every episode, because I knew we'd do this eventually, if he gets a job in it, I've made a note in the oh, back okay, of my book on a knew. list called Homer's Jobs. Because you knew that that's and, what we were doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then for the seasons we haven't rewatched yet, I just sort of looked through the episode listings on Disney Plus and was yeah. like, in my head, like, does he have a job in that one? Yeah, and I just did. So I didn't look at any lists. This is just off of my brain. So I might have missed some. So to be fair, your your list is uh, it's a really good way of doing it because I've just I just googled it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You cheated. Yeah, I cheated. But that's obviously where I found that statistic. I, I have cheated in the past, but this this one I thought oh, I'll do it as I go, and then if it's stuck in my mind, it must be good enough. Yeah. Sort of 
But I did notice as the season went on that it happens way more. Like when you get to like series 10, it's like every other episode is time he gets a new job. Like they really start leaning on it. And I think, I can't remember what episode it's in, but Lisa actually sort of like makes a comment like, oh, yeah. Don't, do you not work at the power plant anymore type thing and he's like well yeah, obviously yeah it happens a few times yeah they sort of call it out because they oh yeah um, I watched that one recently actually Bart's like do you even have a job anymore <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious that I don't <laughs> I love that line <laughs> do you even have a job anymore I think it's pretty obvious that I don't but yeah um, I, I think that one of the sort of earlier episodes where he gets a, a different job, they must have thought, oh, this is a really good sort of story arc. Let's just mm. keep going with it. And then it's sort of like, I feel like they probably killed it a little bit because they used it a bit yeah, too much. Yeah, they did overdo it a little bit. It's just like, what job can we put Homer in now? It's like an easy concept for an episode. Just think of a job. Okay, let's make Homer be that yeah. for an episode. Boom, it's an episode in the can. Just make jokes about it. So, And there are episodes that are that that I do like. Yeah. I mean, my list that I've picked, I actually really like the episodes, but I made a long, long list, and then this is my short list, but even right. the episodes of my longer list, some of it like, oh, I don't really like that episode, oh, I don't really like that episode, but the ones that I have picked, I do genuinely like the episodes. Interesting. There's some episodes I don't really like, which are Homer Gets a Job ones, or I think uh, they're kind of average, but for some reason, like, the that Homer in that role I enjoy, which <laughs> yeah. I have a... a I have one of them, at least one of them on my list. As always, my list could change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I this so when I did my list, also like I've had a very hectic week this week. And uh, when I sat down to do the list, I was like, oh, what am I going to do? And I very much just went, okay, this, 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 and this. Yeah. And it was what sort of just, like came out of me at that time. I don't know if I subconsciously sort of picked my list on how much I like the episode, which I really hope right. I haven't done subconsciously. Um, but as I said, like as I really like these episodes, so I, I kind of probably favoured those jobs a little bit more. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see when we go through each other's lists. My one and two were always my one and two. Yeah. Like I had them in a lock. There's a reason I like these two jobs for... Yeah. Uh, that he's done and why I like him in that role. Yeah. And we'll come to them. And then the others I just sort of went, you know, whatever I was fancying. Yeah. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting. Um and I think this will be a slightly shorter episode than some of the others because there's not as much to talk about. But it's a fun fun between episode, isn't it? Just a little extra episode, yeah. Okay, cool. Um is it your turn it's to It's your turn to start. Mine, yeah? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, my number four job is um, Homer as the bodyguard to Mayor Quimby. And that's from the episode Mayor to the Mob. That's a really good one. This was on my shortlist. Yeah. There. Oh, for Pete's sake. The pig is in the poke. You know, I really don't care for that code name. Look out, March! Cat! I know you're excited about starting a new job, but could you just relax for now? Hold it. What's your clearance? We just want to get a snack. Access denied. Bidet! Homer, I don't want you using your new sleeper hold on the children. They'll be fine in half an hour. <laughs> That's not the point. And another thing, I asked you to take out the garbage three days ago, and you still haven't... Hmm. Still half an hour till dinner. Oh well. Yeah. Uh. Ow! 
So I know we've spoken about it before, but this was on one of my VHS tapes that I had as a kid. So I feel like I watched this episode a lot more than other episodes. And it just sort of made me sort of the whole nostalgia made me really like this episode a lot more than because it is one of the later ones, isn't it? It's it's quite yeah, it's, it's quite season late. nine or ten. Yeah, it's late. um, but this is like quite high up on like my favourite episodes. Um, we, I like that we say late when it's actually solidly in the first third of the running <laughs> yeah. of the Simpsons. Late for us. <laughs> late, late into third number one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um. This is obviously the episode with uh, Mark Hamill that we've spoken quite a lot about, and we're both big Mark Hamill fans, so mm. that does add to it. But um, I just think this episode, in terms of Homer's jobs, is hilarious. Like, the way he is, um, when he sort of has the earpieces in and mm-hmm. he's walking around and he's like sort of just takes the job way too seriously. And He um, goes all in on it, he, yeah. Yeah, he really does. And, like, when he's at the... Um, like the tra- when he's training to be a bodyguard and things like that, and then there's the drill so sergeant and that whole section at the academy. I just watched that section on its own when I was getting clips for one of the previous episodes, and I really love that section. Yeah, I do too. Um, because that's that's the other character that Mark Hamill plays in that he is uh Lavelle, the bodyguard like coach. And it's really funny because it's such a different voice to him playing himself in the rest of the episode. And that whole segment, I just love. I I genuinely, before you told me, I genuinely didn't know that that was Mark Hamill. I thought it was like, um, I can't remember what, I think it's the episode where they go to military school. There's a drill sergeant Uh type character in that. I just thought it was the same sort of voice, the same sort of character. um, in that one, that's Willem Dafoe. Yeah, exactly. So it's absolutely yeah. crazy. But um, but yeah, I I think Homer is hilarious as Mayor Quimby's um, bodyguard. And like the bit where he like jumps in front of the watermelon is like, no. And then he's like, no, that's not yeah. how you do it. Then he goes, no. <laughs> like, I just didn't buy you. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jaffa, give me 20. No. <laughs> Better. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, the one thing about Homer as the bodyguard, which I I never understood why the design, there was something about the design of him as the bodyguard, which I always found sort of like Off, weird and yeah. like jarring. And I unlocked it for myself uh, last year. And it's the sunglasses. Do you know about the sunglasses on Simpsons characters? Um, I feel like I've heard about it, but I, I'm not quite sure. So I, I know about this because uh, I, follow different Simpsons artists on Twitter. Oh, okay. And um, I can't remember who it was. They addressed it when someone said, well, why do people, why do like, sunglasses look weird on Simpsons characters? And he said, well, when you look at Homer, when he hasn't got sunglasses on, his eyes are, like, connected. Oh, yeah. They? they, like, touch each other. But when they got sunglasses on, you've got, like, a gap a between gap. the eye. Oh, my God. And that's it just so looks weird. weird. And if you don't know that detail... I'm going to Google it now. Homer sunglasses, just so I can just like picture it in my head. That's so funny. If you listen to this, guys, please like do the same thing. <laughs> oh my god, that's so weird. Yeah, you don't. It's just just a subtle thing, like in the style guide about how you draw the characters. But then when you put sunglasses on to show that they're sunglasses, you have to There's kind like of put a that really nose weird strip gap. in. Yeah, yeah. And it's what makes him look weird. And it for years, I was like, why does he look weird as a bodyguard to me? And that's the reason. Yeah, that is weird. That's hilarious. I love that. 
You always think about that when you yeah, see a Simpsons character in sunglasses now. Once you see, you can't unsee. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my number four. I mean, I don't really have much more to say about it, to be honest. Is there anything is there anything you want to add? No, like, I had that same VHS as you. Yeah. And having that VHS and so that episode, like, watched so many times, um, plus, so that nostalgia factor, plus, like, I'm always happy to see Mark Hamill in something, it sort of makes this one, like, a real sort of fave of mine as well. And like you said, sometimes it's, some of the episodes you pick for this uh, like theme, it's going to be because you like the episode, and I yeah. like that episode, and so I like Homer as a bodyguard in it because I like the episode and it has funny interactions with him in that role, and sometimes that's all it takes. I also think it's really weird seeing Homer in a job that he's actually trying really hard in. Mm. Just... That's something that came up a lot. It's surprising how much he tries yeah. in a lot of the jobs that he gets, considering how little he tries in his power plant job, or just in general in life. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's many situations really where Homer really tries to do something. Really, so many of the jobs that he gets in the Homer gets job episode, he actually really tries at them. Yeah. And I find that really sweet. It is really sweet for someone who's who's always done a job. That I, I don't like my job. I can just do it, so I keep doing it. Um, I think that's the case for a lot of people, to be honest. Yeah, sadly. Um, so to see someone like try and get the opportunity to try something new, and I find it very sweet to see Homer like really trying at something and giving something a go. I think, like being cynical adults that we are, I think I feel quite envious of Homer being able to do all these different jobs just purely for the fact that I'm I know I know you've taken this risk and I really admire you for doing that but it's hard these days when you've got so many responsibilities and so many bills to pay you can't it's yeah. hard to take that leap and do something that you actually want to do rather than yeah. oh I've got a mortgage to pay I've got bills to pay I've got children to look after etc cetera, etc cetera. you can't it's so hard to take a leap nowadays and 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 like sort of leap of faith in in terms of taking a job that you know will probably pay a lot less but will make you so much happier, I think. I mean, I have done a lot of jobs, um, <laughs> like between work and when I've tried to do other things, I've taken on, do you want to do this for a week? There's a position that needs filling. And I've just gone, yeah, and I've taken on, I've done all sorts of stuff. I've done, you know, van driving and uh, worked at markets and... Uh, I don't know, worked at the brewery. I actually loved that job. I wish it paid more. Yeah. That's, that's my favourite job I ever had. Um, and I've done, I've worked at a bank. Like, I've done lots of things for a short amounts of time, which looks terrible on my CV because it looks like I can't stick anything. Um, but so I, uh, so that idea of like, oh, I, I'm kind of envious that Homer's tried all these things. Yeah. Oh, I've tried lots of things. It actually sucks. I want to do a different job and try and learn how to do it for like two days. It's really hard. Yeah, actually. I can imagine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of in that place in my life at the moment where I'm just having children. I'm I'm done having babies now, so I'm just going to wait for them to be a little bit older and then I'm going to really sort of take a job that I really enjoy rather than try something. Yeah. I mean, I said mm. to I've said to my to my parents and to my husband that um while I'm on maternity leave, I'm going to take some courses and stuff and just like try and figure things out. It's hard to do though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, because Becca's trying to do that in her spare time. She's like, oh, I want to like learn some new stuff and take some courses in my spare time. But it's like, what spare time? <laughs> like, it's yeah. really, and then when you've got that spare time, you actually want to just use it as spare time. Yeah, literally. So 
it's it's really good if you can find the time to do it but also totally understandable yeah. if you can't <laughs> yeah. so you know if you're doing it great good i love for it you. for every, whoever's listening if you're not doing it also great fine it doesn't matter you only live once do you know what i feel like this episode is going to be us like giving career advice <laughs> <laughs> a little bit I'm, I'm having a little bit of a crisis week i have crisis week sometimes oh bless you and uh, this week i'm all over the place so uh this is actually like a very perfect pairing to where my brain's at this week <laughs> this topic um so let's move on to my number four yep. my number four is an episode i don't love actually when i was a kid i remember the first time i watched it i really did like it and then over the years i'm sort of like it's not a very good episode but uh, i still have that sort of nostalgia factor for the first time i watched it thinking it was an exciting episode and i just love well i'll tell you what it is first it's um it's homer becomes a trucker oh okay yeah in the episode max maximum homer drive yeah is it that one right i get it mixed up there's some names that sound very similar Mac- yeah. it's not the max power one yeah, yeah. maximum homer drive is the trucking one I'm getting the hang of this thing. I don't know why I didn't become a trucker before. Well, you're not really a trucker now. Oh, yeah? My left arm says different. Well, according to Red's schedule, we have to make it to Atlanta in three days. Piece of cake. Just need a little truck driving music. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Make it last forever. Yeah. The open road. See, I don't really like this episode either, but I understand like the qualities of it, if that makes sense. I love Homer's sort of sense of duty. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to do this for old Red, like a guy he met for like <laughs> five minutes and then instantly died. Didn't even have a conversation with him. <laughs> no, exactly. But he's like old Red and he has a duty to like see his job through for him. And I that is why I like this episode. That is like the the side of this episode I like. I just find it this sort of like misplaced sense of duty really funny when he's actually got important things in his life that he could be that passionate about. (laughs) But instead, he has to like do this shipment and he's never driven a lorry in his life and Bart's just going to bunk off school with him. Um, So that stuff's really funny to me. Um, And that's literally the only reason it's went on before. I wanted to bring it up because I don't think it's going to be in our four and one more for that season. No, definitely not. It's definitely not going to be in my top um, on my list for that season. No. I don't really like the episode, but... And it takes a real wacky turn like a lot of episodes do in that era. They take like a real wacky turn in the third act. Um, with the automated driving things and everything. Like the autopilot, yeah. Yeah, but just that sense of duty he has to a guy that he barely knows. Absolutely is crazy. A funny enough idea. Yeah. It's a funny enough idea for it to make my list. The funny thing is, in sort of past episodes, Marge has asked him to do something and he doesn't even have that loyalty to her. So it's hilarious mm. that he's got it towards someone that he's not even really spoken to. But I guess it's a sense, he kind of feels a sense of guilt and a sense of duty because of like, maybe feels a bit guilty for not killing him, but being the reason why he died. Yeah. Old Red. But like if he's if he's eating that amount of steak, is it's gonna happen and it? Mm. it would have yeah, happened definitely. eventually whether Homer got involved or not. <laughs> um so that I really like I said, like some of these we're not gonna have a lot to say about. No. It's a funny element in an episode that I don't love. And I think fondly of that episode, even though deeply down I know it I don't it's not actually that good and I don't actually enjoy rewatching it that much, but I always have fond memories of it because I like that hook and I find that idea very funny yeah it's like a funny idea that deserved a funnier episode and i think as well like that sort of 
the sense of this show in that it doesn't necessarily have to be your favourite episode or it's just a reason for it to be on your list. And I think that that is a prime example of that and it's really nice. Well, it's the quality of The Simpsons as a show. Like, even a very, like, I don't don't even say, I don't even think that's an episode I dislike in that series. It's just a very middling one. Yeah. But even a very middling episode will have great jokes and, like, funny things that you remember. Yeah. Um, And you forget which ones they're from. Like, um, I watched the the Sherry Bobbins episode last night. Yeah. uh, Which is one that I'm not a big fan of. No, me neither. I forgot that the opening section of that's actually pretty good yeah. and like there's jokes i remember from that episode which i would never have remembered from that like no. all the stuff with the uh crusty special when he's doing the crusty comedy classic yeah kkk <laughs> and um mad about shoe and all that stuff is really funny and i just forget it's from that episode <laughs> so even very middling episodes have great stuff in them because the talent of the writers yeah on the show. definitely i can't agree with you more i mean there are episodes, and that is a really good example, that I'm like, oh, what is this episode? And then I'll watch it, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember straight away just for odd jokes. And it's mm. and it almost seems like they're a little bit wasted for the rest of the episode. But Yeah, it's why it's almost like, even when you think you don't like an episode, if you're doing a rewatch of The Simpsons, it's almost just, just watch all of them, because even a, a one that you think is bad has great bits in it. Yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. So, So, my number three is... This is an episode that I actually really, really love. Um, So, Mm -hmm. I'm quite glad that we get to talk about it. So, my number three job for Homer is Blackjack Dealer when he's of the Monty Burns Casino in Springfield with a dollar sign. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Let's see. 18, 27, 35. Dealer bust. Looks like you all win again. Yee-haw! Homer, I want you to have my lucky hat. I wore it the day Kennedy was shot, and it always brings me good luck. Why, thanks, Senator. Oop, looks like my shift is over. Uh-oh. I mean, to be fair, him being a blackjack dealer in that episode is only like a tiny percentage of the storyline. Um, and to be fair, there's not actually that many jokes or mentions of it. I just love the episode, and I just think it's really funny and i love the fact that no matter what sort of new thing happens in springfield homer's like right have to change my job have to get involved in this (laughs) so like for instance like monorail like he becomes the conductor i totally actually forgot that he became the conductor of the monorail when i was doing this that that was such a like a well-known episode and i forgot that one (laughs) but yeah so um when he becomes the blackjack dealer it makes me laugh that like He's doing it. It's like 18, 19, 20, 21, dealer bust. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah. And then he likes that, oh, my shift's ended. And then someone else comes and they like take all their money because he's, that, yeah, he's yeah. that much of an idiot that he's making them all win a lot of money in a really short space of time. And it's like guaranteed win. And then he then finishes his shift and then the new guy comes and then they're like, nah, I'm all right, I'm done. And then everyone leaves the table. <laughs> It's funny because it's a job that he actually loves, but is terrible at, but doesn't even realise he's terrible at. Yeah. And I would, I long for that sort of ignorance. Exactly. Yeah. That is like the dream life. I've got this job and I love it, and it's really fun, and everyone's happy around me because me being bad at it is actually good for them, and I don't even realise I'm bad for it. So like everyone's a winner. Yeah. What a life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from my boss. Yeah. Exactly. 
ignorance is bliss, definitely. Yeah, oh man. I long for it. <laughs> We're just so clued up with everything now that we'll never be like that ever again, and it's sad. No. <laughs> No, I I am incredibly jealous when I just see a completely ignorant human being and I'm like, what a life. Yeah, I I feel like that a lot when I talk to people who are in their like 1920s, sort of 2021 sort of age because I've got cousins that are that age and they'll talk to me about something I'm like, oh, I miss being not not ignorant or stupid or anything like that, but like just, yeah, what? adulthood has got in store for you <laughs> mm. i i became quite good friends uh when i first moved up to leeds uh with a girl at the bank i worked with and it was like just fascinating we had such different interests and ideas about everything oh, i love that but it's almost like we were drawn together just from how different it's like we were. magnets opposites attract yeah she was like i'm trying to think how even old she was she, she can only have been like 18 19 and uh, there's me, some old, old loser. <laughs> and um, it was just really funny. I would just spend my days like, and, and her to me as well, just asking, what do you think about this? And it'd be, Aww, that's nice. it would baffle me, the things that she would come up with. And every now and then she still texts me Aww. about something. What do you and think I'm of just, this? Yeah. I'm in awe of the stuff, like how, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, clueless she is. Yeah. It's incredible. It's absolutely amazing. I love that. One of the, like, my favourite quotes of all time, like, I'm completely going to butcher it, so this isn't it word for word, but one of my um, favourite quotes is, it goes something like, um, if you want a, if you want the right perspective of life, speak to a five-year-old or, no, sorry, speak, speak to an eight-year-old or speak to an 88-year-old, because they obviously have different mm-hmm. aspects of life, like, one's just beginning their life and one's ending their life, and I, like, absolutely love, like that just mm-hmm. talking to someone who has just completely different outlook and I, l- I just love it it's like speaking to my two-year-old like you won't get much out of him but it's like ah, oh, seeing the world for a child's eyes is yeah, just yeah. amazing but um I kind of how you feel with that girl was how I felt um just before I went on maternity leave so there was a girl in my office who was pregnant at the same time as me and but she was like 19 so it was her first baby she was 19 and we we used to talk about like baby things and it's just like her perspective as someone who doesn't know what she's getting herself in for and my perspective of having like having been through it and we was just talking about things and we was just getting all these different opinions and I was like oh ignorance is bliss like like she doesn't know that she's just about mm. to embark on this absolutely crazy journey and it was just really nice to it's to the best way get a fresh in a way like, it's better to be underprepared because <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna yeah exactly things exactly but yeah so going back to like homer being the blackjack dealer oh yeah as i said <laughs> as i said he was very um it, it was in terms of the episode it was a very small part of it but I just love how whenever anything happens in Springfield Homer just has to get involved and it's just like yeah. all this enthusiasm which is really nice to see in a character great yeah so my number three this will probably be a quick one because we've already spoken about this a fair amount about why I like it and stuff but and also is this a job because it's kind of like uh, it's like a, a side side thing for side him, hustle. he's still working at the plant yeah he i don't even 
Yeah. Anyway, I really enjoyed this episode. It's from the episode Secrets of a Successful Marriage, and it's when he becomes a teacher yeah, at the teacher. Adult Education Centre. Wait a minute. Even Lenny is teaching a class. Look at the way they admire and adore him. <laughs> That's it. If he can teach a class, he can teach a class. I mean, I can teach a class. What is your area of expertise? Well, I can tell the difference between butter and I can't believe it's not butter. No, you can't, Mr. Simpson. No one can. Oh, I failed again. Everybody can teach a class but me. I'm an idiot. What am I going to tell my wife and kids? Oh, you're married? That depends. Is there another way to get this job? No, Mr. Simpson. What I mean is we may have a job for you after all. We need someone to teach a course on how to build a successful marriage. I'll do it. Anything to get me out of that house away from all that nagging and noise of a family of love. Ja, la, la, la. And in a way, this is actually <laughs> kind of similar to the Blackjack Dealer one because he's actually a pretty bad teacher. He's not good at the job. He just loves the job. Yeah. And he loves the status that he think comes with it. <laughs> like when he's like, uh, I'm a teacher, it's okay. And he's driving through the red lights and stuff. He thinks <laughs> it gives him like a real sort of responsibility impression on people like yeah. a certain status and he can do things and he he stops by the like crusty burger just to say he's a teacher and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he does like the leather patches on the on the yeah, um, yeah so he puts the tweed patches on the leather jacket it's almost like a very childlike thing of like he's only he's still very childlike so his impression of a teacher is still what a child would think of a teacher and it's like someone they they would look up to it's like i'm i'm the teacher man now and i get to act like the teacher man and i get, I get to be to the grown-up get to boss people around yeah uh but then actually when he's in the classroom he's pretty terrible about it awful <laughs> reading from the dictionary and peeling an orange and stuff um but the end, and then he falls back on obviously revealing secrets of his love life and things like that because he's not good at the actual job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I haven't got that much to say about his role at the adult education center. It's because uh, we already spoke about it a lot. Yeah, we've covered but, it. But like I said, it's like your blackjack dealer thing where it's it's he's bad at the job, but he loves doing the job, <laughs> and it creates sort of humorous things to watch which is the perfect thing when you're watching a comedy show i think you like to see humorous things happen yeah <laughs> does what it says on the tin exactly um so yeah a real quick quick one from me but yeah teacher cool okay so my number two is homer as an astronaut in deep space homer mm. blue collar slobs people that's who we need for our next astronaut I suggest a lengthy, inefficient search. At the taxpayer's expense, of course. Hell, I wish there was an easier way. Hello, is this NASA? Yes. Good. Listen, I'm sick of your boring space launches. Now, I'm just an ordinary blue-collar slob, but I know what I likes on TV. How did you get this number? Shut up! And another thing, how come I can't get no tang round here? And also... Hold on a second. <laughs> People, our long search is over. Hello, is this President Clinton? Good. I figured if anyone knew where to get some tang, it'd be you. Shut up! Excuse me. <laughs> Are you the person that called NASA yesterday? <gasps> no, it wasn't me, I swear. It was him! <laughs> Sir, how would you like to get higher than you've ever been in your life? Be an astronaut? 
Sure. Well, welcome aboard. I think you'll find that this will win you the respect of your family and friends. <gasps> respect? No! It was me. I made the crank call. I do it all the time. Check with the FBI. I have a file. I have a file! Hey, better take both of them. Uh, okay. Is it on your we list? We got such different lists. No, we got such different lists so far. <laughs> I think we might this this might be the one where we have completely different lists. Completely different lists, yeah. So, um, I just I love I love this episode, and it is I think the first sort of top episode where, um, Homer's Homer changing his job or Homer doing a different job to the nuclear power plant. It's like, mm. is is the sort of the first sort of episode and they must have got the inspiration to actually then go and do it again and again and again and again um but it's also the most extreme example exactly and i think we <laughs> they started at the top so everything else didn't seem as bizarre Yeah, exactly this is so crazy and i know that you guys mentioned it i think it was on becca's list wasn't it when you when yes. you recorded yeah, with yeah. becca and tiss and beef um it's just such a great episode and i really enjoy watching it and i love how Homer, I mean, I know we spoke about this when we did the season and I said like... Yeah, I think it was your number four of that season. Yeah, and I think um, I've said before, like, I love anything to do with space and I love... um, I've been to the Kennedy Space Centre and things like that. So to watch something and... I feel I feel like everyone has like a little bit of a dream or I'd love to go into space, I'd love to do that. And obviously Homer the sort of main crux of the episode is Homer being like the average man is getting mm. in, and going into space. And I just love that because even sort of like 20 years later, that's still, we're still nowhere near ever going to no. go into space. Like we're probably never going to space in our lifetime. Um, but it's just the dream of, of, of it being reachable almost to the average man, which I love. What's interesting about him with this job as well, like we've said about jobs that he's like passionate about doing that aren't his, jobs that he's good at and things like that. This is just sort of like they pick him because the uh, he's the average guy. Yeah, and the, the, and but the fact, so he's not. The thing is, they don't no, even on. pick him; they pick Barney, and he's the def- well, exactly. He's so the he's default. the second choice <laughs> of the average guy, and he's not good at it, and he's not that passionate about he's it. Like, default, it's just like a, default, it's just a default. bunch of stuff that happens. <laughs> <laughs> he's not even like average enough to do the to be picked as being average. No, exactly. It's just it's a really weird scenario. I feel like that's like very me. Like I can't, I'm, I can't even be classed as average. I'm like as average as average can get at everything I do. There we go, listeners. That's Emma fishing for some uh, boosting. <laughs> yeah, so don't worry if you if you're feeling like bits, your self confidence is a bit low. Don't worry. I I I, uh, I see you and I raise you. <laughs> You see yourself as perfectly cromulent. I'm just perfectly cromulent, yeah. That's what I feel like. <laughs> Going back to sort of giving um, giving advice in jobs and things, like I just feel like I don't know what I want to do in life, like obviously other than being a wife and a mother. Like I don't want to be – when I go and speak to someone, like, I'm not, don't get me wrong, being – a full-time mum and a full-time wife and things like that is really, really hard and it takes a lot of time. But I don't want to meet someone and be like, yeah, I'm a full-time mum. Mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that at all. Like, I've got so much respect for people that do that because I, I just physically can't imagine myself doing it. I just want to be able to go up to someone and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm the best at doing this. 
but I haven't. I'm an astronaut. But I haven't found that yet, and that's what's so frustrating. It's incredibly hard. And I feel like it's probably because I've just turned 30 that I'm now like, shit, there's nothing that I'm like amazing at. Oh, dear. I feel like... You're having that crisis I, I Yeah, had. I feel like <laughs> I remember you having this exact rant at, in Weird Tales just after you turned 30. I mean, I, I went mad when I turned 30, <laughs> which is uh, what some people do and some people don't. Uh, Beef was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I love turning 30. I was like, fuck you, Beef. <laughs> I um I went mental. Yeah. And um Moved I'm to still <laughs> Moved to I'm Austria. still dealing with the ramifications of it. Yeah. No, I mean I'm cool. Like I am extremely happy, I'm extremely lucky, and I will figure out what I wanna do and where I wanna be. But I just need to figure it out. I just need to sit down had... and just be like, I'm good at this, I enjoy doing this and I think that's what's hard. I have a real conflict with identifying as what we do for work anyway like I've, yeah. I've moaned about this on numerous things so i'm not going to bang on about it but the idea that we introduce ourselves with hi i'm sam and i am an accountant is really weird to me yeah like you are what your job is yeah. i don't see that your job is what you what you do i actually read a buzzfeed article yesterday when i was like doing other things and it was like what is considered rude in other cultures that's not in our culture and mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember what country it was, but in in a country, it is actually really rude to ask someone what they do for a living for that reason. Yeah, because it, it gives you a judgment on on that person, yeah. I think. Because for, I, I, I always get, when people find out why I do, they say, oh, you didn't seem the sort of person who works in a building sign. It's like, well, it's not who I am, is it? Anyone could work there. Do you get offended by that? It just annoys me because it's not... What you do isn't who you are. Yeah. If what you do is like how you survive. And who you are is what you like and what you're like as a person. What you like and what you are like. Yeah. You shouldn't be judged for um what what other people think, definitely. It's um Yeah, I just find that there's a there's a lot of judgment that comes with like occupation. Yeah. And I think it's a weird culture that we live in where people say who are you and what do you do <laughs> as a first impression of you not like who are you and what do you like yeah it's who are you and what do you how do? much money so, do you earn yeah very <laughs> odd very odd very weird but yeah astronaut number two yep okay da, 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 da. so my number two um this is another one a bit like the teacher i'm like i don't even know if you got paid for this so i don't know if we class this as a job it's one that we just spoke about and um, it's very much tied to my number one as well. But my number two is uh, Town Crier. Oh, my God. This is from such Lisa a good the episode. Iconoclast. Yeah, this this isn't on my list, but this is such a good episode. I love this episode so much. Har ye, har ye. I declare myself pickled tink about Springfield's bicentennial, titantoodly, rententennial day. You saw diddly yuck, Flanders. Give me that. Hear ye, hear ye, ye old town crier proclaimed crappy by all. Joseph Homer Simpson, and he shalt rock thy world. Good God, he is fabulous. Mm, he's embiggened that role with his cromulent performance. Top-notch criering, I admit. But the hat and bell belong to Flanders, so no dice. Oh, they're just family heirlooms. That shouldn't stand in the way of Homer taking my job. And- Less chat, more hat. Hear ye, hear ye! The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! 
all hollering all the time. I'm gonna make you ought to restrict your crying to the parade and selected pre-approved publicity events. Okay. It's just what he was born to do. He was. It's like Homer finds something he's really good at. Everyone thinks he's really good at it. <laughs> he loves doing it. He's respected for it. I just, I'm so happy for him yeah. in this role. I love it when he's going through and he's like, I think I'll be an apprentice. And then they're like, what yeah. kind of apprentice? And he's like, that's for my master to decide. I, I just put that clip in the episode that's going up in a couple of days' time. I just finished editing that episode last night. And yeah, I put a lot of clips in for Lisa the Iconoclast. I but, love um, that. And he goes, what about town cry? Or you'd be great at that. Yeah, you're a big fat loudmouth, <laughs> and you can walk. <laughs> and you can walk when you have to. <laughs> oh, if you kids believe me that much, <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I, yeah, I just love how excited he is. Imagine that feeling. My number one and two have been very much a reflection of um, just feeling kind of miserable recently, and um, it's very much just like I love how happy he is. It makes it makes me happy. I'm like, at least someone's happy. Yeah, but the thing is, right, Bob? Like, I was I was sort of having this conversation with someone the other day. Like, how Homer is? Like, I'm gonna get all mushy on you now. How Homer is happy when he does that is how happy I am when we're gonna record. Yeah, that's well. That's why I keep podcasting, even yeah. though I don't have time for it, because I, it makes me forget everything—the stress of my studies, yeah. the stress of my work, all that stuff. Like, oh, I just talk shit to some some people, and we have some fun yeah, for like an exactly. hour or so, <laughs> and you just forget everything. So, and then I remember everything. We'll have we, to sit and edit. Me it. and you <laughs> need to just like find the key to earning like a hundred k a year podcasting. That's what we need to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I would take less. I would take <laughs> less than I earn now at work and just do that instead yeah um like i always say if every listener gave a pound a month or a dollar a month i would never have to work <laughs> yes yeah, so it's one of those things that people expect podcasts to be free it's yeah we all have them for free so why would i pay yeah and then i'm not um uh, people who do put money towards my podcasting i appreciate it ever so much it's very much appreciated thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> no i know what you mean though yeah yeah so podcasting no, Homer's Town Cry, not podcasting. Oh, although to be fair, in some of the later episodes, I'm sure he has a podcast. We just don't. Um, we just so don't know about them, I think, it. <laughs> I swear, one of them gets a podcast, and one of them probably is it. Lisa gets a podcast. Bart gets a podcast. One of them gets a podcast. I think isn't there one where Krusty's on a podcast? That is an episode. Yeah, probably. I'm. I'm not very yeah. like. I hear about them. I've never seen. Yeah, them. being the podcaster, you probably would. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'll watch them one day. One day I'll watch all the Simpsons. Yeah, one day. It. It's going to take forever. Like, if if you start from season 11, it will take forever. But one thing I will say is, I went on Spotify the other day, and it just comes up with a thing of, like, who has podcasts up, because obviously, like, they do now specialise in podcasts. Yeah. Just loads of random people, and I'm like... How the hell do you get a podcast? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm like, how are they making money? Yeah. From it. I get I, I literally have to do interviews to people. I did I did one the other day. I had an interview of someone who wanted to interview me about podcasting because they wanted advice on podcasting because they saw me as a successful podcaster. I'm like, you think I'm a successful podcaster? I work on a building site. Yeah. There's no money in it. It is you do it because it's fun. You do it because it's a hobby. A lot of people get into it because they think they're gonna make money out of it. Um, really? I actually have to give, I cut this, but I actually have to give a talk at college soon about no podcasting. No way. I love that. 
I always like joke around with like Ben and my sister's boyfriend James because um, they both like like you were in bands and stuff when they were younger, mm-hmm. and I always joke to them and say I was on iTunes before you were. <laughs> nice I'm like well I'm on iTunes are you on iTunes it is quite cool if you search yourself and it's like oh there's me on iTunes yeah I still think that's quite cool when it comes up I'm on Spotify are you on Spotify (laughs) anyway but there we go Town Crier Town Crier because he's good at it he loves it it makes him happy he was born to do it if only it was a permanent position yeah and that he got paid for it and not just for a parade yeah yeah cool so there we go I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So my number one, I mean... Oh, we're at number one. Yeah, we've briefly sort of touched on it, but my number one episode, uh, sorry, my number one job for Homer is Springfield monorail conductor. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, and Marge versus the monorail. Are you stuck in a dead-end job? Maybe. Are you squandering the precious gift of life in front of the idiot box? What's it to you? Are you on your third beer of the evening? Does whiskey count as beer? Well, maybe it's time you join the exciting field of monorail conducting by enrolling at the Lanley Institute. Actual Institute may not match photo. Marge, I want to be a monorail conductor. Oh, no. It's my lifelong dream. Your lifelong dream was to run out on the field during a baseball game, and you did it last year, remember? Oh, yeah. So we do have totally different lists. This is the first time. Imagine if our, like, one more was exactly the same. <laughs> well, you're going first, so I'll just change mine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this is one of my favourite 
episodes of all time. I mean, it didn't make my top five, but... I think it did. Oh, not of all time. I mean, yeah, even no, of no, that no, season. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. No, I was going to say it was definitely in that because we had we both had it uh, like yeah, number two or something. It just missed the list um, mm-hmm. of my episodes of all time, but I love this so much. And this is sort of, a, again, touching upon what we've said about how he puts everything into this. Like he does all the studying. Um, yeah. Um, it's like mono means one and rail means rail. And then um, <laughs> when like he's studying on the table with Bart and Bart's like, wow, you really know your monorail. And it's like Bart sort of says like, oh, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. And it's really, really sweet. And then he's like, do you want to change your name to hold you? <laughs> Homer Jr. The kids could call you Homer Jr. True or false? You can get mono from riding the monorail. Mm, false. No, wait. Maybe it's true. No, you were right. It's false. Wow, you really are going to be a monorail conductor. That's right, boy. You know, I used to think you were stuck in an emasculating go-nowhere job. <laughs> kids. But now, I want to follow in your footsteps. Do you want to change your name to Homer Jr.? The kids can call you Hoju. I'll get back to you. Just, it's really sweet to see Homer like put everything into it, and then Bart yeah. really admire him for it as well, which is really, really sweet. It reminds me of when he becomes the um, works as the freak for the freak show for yeah. part, for the, like traveling with the cannibal stomach yeah. man with the iron stomach, and Bart is like really looking up to him and like writing reports about his dad and stuff like that. It's really sweet. That was actually on my short list. Um, of his mm-hmm. jobs as well um, so I really like that episode but um, yeah it's just really sweet and then obviously when everything goes wrong Homer sort of like stays calm and like tries to find a, a way of like trying to sort the situation out and then um, Marge and the guy's like oh you need an anchor and things like that and he just like works it all out himself and it's just really sweet because I feel like if Obviously, as we've seen on multiple occasions with him and the nuclear power plant, when things go wrong, he kind of just like doesn't really care. He's just like, uh, mm-hmm. meh, I don't care. It's gone wrong. But he's really trying to resolve the issue and it's really nice to see. And he's just really, really trying. And he, I do genuinely think that he enjoys that job as well. It shows that we're both sort of in our early 30s. That <laughs> all we've done is pick jobs like, I think he would have been really happy. Yeah. <laughs> we're just... Both just want other people's happiness because we've lost ours. <laughs> no, do you know what? Like, I genuinely feel like I am in. I'm kind of at a turning point where I'm like, right, things are gonna pick. Like, I'm probably just like self, you know, changing the way I'm thinking in my own head. But I'm like, right, it's gonna get better. We're gonna find things that are gonna make us happy. But yeah, no. When listeners, we are very happy. We're not like. <laughs> Speak for yourself. No, <laughs> I need you to be the positive one. Like, Beef's normally the positive one on Weird Tales. Like, Tiss is uh, all over the place and on the misery. So I need you to be the positive because I, I can't just flip on a dime like that. <laughs> yeah, so that's my number one. Love it. Yeah. Great. My number one is, uh, it's like an extension of the Town Crier one. So um, I said it was a job that he likes and he is good at. And people like him in it. And this is like the future I want for Homer. It's like I just wish he could have had this job. And it's um, it's him working as a Bolarama employee. Oh, my God. I was going to mention this. I'm so glad you mentioned this. 
The next few weeks at my dream job were like a wonderful waking coma. Hey, Homer. Hi there, Homer. Hi there, Homer. Hi, Homer. Hi there, Homer. All right. Bowling fresh. Mm, urinal fresh. Homer, did you polish your head in a shine old ball -o? No. Okay then. I slowly learn the intricate mysteries of the alley, like where the pins go after they're knocked down. Hmm. I was in heaven. If horse racing is the sport of kings, then surely bowling is a very good sport as well. All right, great job, Homer. Thanks a lot, Homer. Hey, you're the best. I'm gonna make it after all. It's such a, like, to the outside world, it looks like such a boring job, but it's like he loves it. It's what he wants. This is like... That's his goal in life. I totally relate to this. Like, oh, I'm in a position now where I can take a slight pay cut and do something I actually enjoy doing. That's like me all over. That's all I want to do. I don't really care about taking less money to do something I like more. And this was me when I worked, I mentioned briefly, at the brewery. Like, I didn't earn very much at all. I really like the environment. I like the people I work with. I was pretty good at it. It was just a really fun thing to do for a while. And I like, I wish that Homer could have stuck at that job because... He, everyone liked him there. Yeah. And he, he loved the job. And it was so boring, but he took such pride in it, like yeah. polishing the balls and, and stuff like that. And it's Polishing just... his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Oh, did you put your head in the shine old bolo? No. <laughs> <laughs> I always get that mixed up with the later one, which is, you're polishing bone. <laughs> <laughs> Millhouse is yeah. in there. It's just horrific. Oh. <laughs> it's just terrific um but yeah i just this is like the ultimate like i think i don't know if you see homer this happy yeah. ever again i think if you, if you could be happy in your job which not many people get the privilege to be you're set like i i sort of ever came down eventually on the point with i don't know what job i'm gonna ever do that i'm gonna be like happy with my job yeah so for me it was like i have to be happy in the rest of my life i have to be happy with where i live where i, I want to do and all that stuff so for me the, ha the place i'm happiest on earth is um, when i'm over in vienna it's my favorite place on earth and um I live there temporarily, not for as long as I wanted to, and I eventually want to move back there. So for me, it's working towards... I don't really care. If people say, well, what are you going to do when you get there? I don't really care. I'll do a boring job. I won't really care because I'll be in like my favourite place in the world every time I walk home from work. Oh, um, So if to see him happy in his job is so endearing. And then Marge... And I'm so happy for him. Marge fucks it up and gets pregnant. <laughs> yeah, and then Maggie ruins everything. Yeah, but like... I, I want to say that episode is Maggie Makes Three, but I didn't actually end the episode. But yeah. 
No, I, I, I was definitely going to consider putting this in my list. This was really, really close to being there because for the same reason you are, like, he's so happy. And even though, as you say, it's a job that doesn't really pay much, he's... I think that's like the ultimate goal is to just be happy. And yeah, he worked it out in a way in which it's like, oh, we can get by on on just about on this wage, and we'll have like a good life, and I'll be happy at work. And it's just like he's just got it all planned out. And then Maggie fucks it up. <laughs> yeah, but she's the best. Like I love Maggie, even though she doesn't talk, doesn't have anything to do with it. I just really love her. I don't know why. Sassy baby. Yeah. So there we go. That's my number one. Yeah. Um, so we've got a couple of plus ones to go now. Yep. Um, okay. So um, I didn't want to mention this because I just feel like all I ever do is mention it. So, but then I thought I wouldn't be true to myself if I didn't mention it. So my one more is Homer, singer, songwriter slash frontman of the B Sharps. Oh, of course. <laughs> it wouldn't be like one of our episodes if you don't bring up exactly. The <laughs> Exactly. There was nothing in Al Capone's vault, but it wasn't Geraldo's fault. Don't! Look what I got. Now people will stop intentionally ramming our car. Hmm. Baby on board. Baby on board. Something, something. Bert Ward. This thing writes itself. I'm telling you it's mighty nice. Each trip's a trip to paradise. With my baby on board. Gentlemen, you've just recorded your first number one. So I was like, no, it's it's going to be predictable, me mentioning it. Nope, they're going to guess it. Nope, nope, nope. But then I thought, I'm not being true to myself or the podcast if I don't. So, no, it's a perfect for a plus one exactly. because people expect you to mention this. Exactly. So, yeah, um, Homer being the frontman slash songwriter of the B-Sharps. But um, I'm going to, like, talk about it, but obviously not talk about it too much because I've spent the last like however many episodes I think talking we've mentioned about it. it on the show before once or twice <laughs> a little bit but what I did want to say which I don't think I've mentioned before is I how good I think Homer is at songwriting like right. one of my favorite parts of the episode is when he's sitting on the piano it's like yeah there is I was just about nothing and it wasn't Haroldo's fault. <laughs> and it's like the way he just like sits there jingles about with the keys and like all these like words and things just come to his head and i imagine like i don't get me wrong i can't i can't do poetry i don't do songwriting anything music is just i'm just not very good at music is none of your business (laughs) music is none of my business (laughs) i just enjoy it i love i love to listen to music i just i'm not a musician but i imagine that's how people do songwriting it's just sitting there like and then just things come to their head and that's how i imagine people write music. it depends on if you're actually a good songwriter or not because i think some people are <laughs> some people they are they are that knowledgeable about music they can almost write it in their head and then go right okay and they sit down and play it and they've done it for me i love music i used to love making music i used to be in a band i used to make solo music i'd say, I'd say solo albums but just collections of songs around a theme and things like that lot spent a lot of time doing that um I used to make music with tis as well we had a little side project for a while hey tis 
But my, um, <laughs> I'm not a good songwriter though. Like I can't actually play music technically very well at all. So anytime I ever wrote a song, it's like, right, okay, I'm going to sit down with my guitar. I'm going to sit down with my keyboard. I can't play either of these things, but I just fiddle until like, oh, I like the sound of that, that, that note and that note. And I fiddle until I make stuff. And that's, I, I think the charm of some of my scrappy <laughs> creations, because it's like obviously made by someone who doesn't know what they're doing. And I think there's charm in that. Um, so yeah, there's different ways to approach songwriting. <laughs> Maybe I should just like get a keyboard, tinker around with it. See, you know, that, that might be my calling in life. I just, Maybe. I just never, never know, know because I've never done it. My actual band, the one I was in, the only one that was good enough that we would like gig and things like that and people wanted to see us, I didn't write the songs in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I got taught some simple bass lines and I was the, the front man. I just just like, okay, these are the words and I wrote half the words. Can I, um, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Have you ever written a song for a loved one? Ooh, romantic slash no in fact well i've written songs about <laughs> ex <loved> ones. <laughs> one of the songs we used to play was about like my ex-girlfriend getting jealous that she saw me down the pub with a different girl <laughs> i love that what's what's the title it was what was it called the song was called don't bore me with the ordinary oh my god i love that it was a really good song I don't think we have that one recorded anywhere though so it's so sad it's just gonna get lost it's gonna get lost to time, time. Yeah. You need to write it down because it could be a number one. I do. So I still know some of those old songs. The ones we didn't record, some of them still live in my head. Like if we got on stage now, I could probably still do them, even though it's been that's <laughs> what, like, 15 years or something. That's like my goal in life is for someone to write a song about me. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever written a song about a loved one. I don't think I've really written any love songs. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, Jealous Sexes. Yeah. yeah, hate songs. No, <laughs> not that far either. Just stupid songs. I don't really know what I wrote about. Um, yeah, so you singer, Homer was a singer. I forgot what I was even talking about. I'm, all, I'm on tangent mode today. There's nothing wrong with that. It could be worse. We could be doing like a really serious episode and you could just be like laughing all the time and making jokes like you were on Weird House. Oh, no. <laughs> that episode was I hilarious. I mean, to be fair, tangent mode is what this episode needed to pad out because I didn't think this is. I thought this episode <laughs> would be about 40 minutes and we're at nearly an hour, so. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so my plus one. Um, and this is sort of, it's almost like a representation of Homer, not as an employee, but him trying to branch out on his own. Mm. Entrepreneur so this is another Homer. Episode. Yeah, it's an episode I don't like, but I think it's the perfect encapsulation of it because it's such a bizarre example. So this is him when he becomes a grease seller. Oh, <laughs> I love this episode. <laughs> okay, this bacon's done. And now for the profit taking. <laughs> uh, Dad, I don't think the dog can handle any more bacon. Looks like he's about ready for another squeezing. <gasps> that side of bacon was for my bridge gang tonight. Marge, if you don't mind, I'm a little busy right now achieving financial independence. With cans of grease? No, through savings and wise investments. Of course with grease. Come on, Bart, the bus is here. Where do you think you're going? It's the first day of school. Not for you, it isn't. You're in the grease business now. Okay, boy. This is where all the hard work, sacrifice, and painful scaldings pay off. Four pounds of grease. That comes to... 63 cents. Woohoo! 
Dad, all that bacon cost $27. Yeah, but your mom paid for that. But doesn't she get her money from you? And I get my money from Greece. What's the problem? <laughs> because I love the I love the Homer story of this episode where he's just like I'm going to <laughs> like when they say like how are you going to make money? He's like of course Greece. Like <laughs> it's the most ridiculous and it, idea. And it makes me laugh as well because I don't know if it's like a subconscious thing from your part, but I literally posted on the Instagram page, there's nary an animal alive that can outrun a grease scutsman. <laughs> I did see that, but that isn't what influenced me. <laughs> uh, no, Homer as a grease salesman is <laughs> so bizarre. And it's the sort of late first third episode uh, where the weirdness just, just about kind of works for me. Yeah. Like, it's a real like touch and go for me whether I'm like oh, this is too stupid or like this is the right amount of stupid and him selling grease as well right. though I love that episode so yeah. I, I I need to re-watch it to see where I land on it because I always thought I didn't like it we're getting there though and aren't last we last time I, think I watched it's, it I liked it yeah I think it's next season isn't it it's 9 or 10 I'm yeah. not sure yeah yeah but here, these harebrained schemes um so it was between like this and like um also like the, the sugar baron like the sugar man <laughs> And um, the beer baron, these sort of like harebrained entrepreneurial ships that he has. Um, and they, they never quite financially work out. I'm like, it's like with the greasing, it's like, how are you actually going to make money? And like, He's making pennies from draining grease from buying the bacon. Yeah, Marge makes the point of saying like, um, oh, how much how much grease did you make from that bacon? It's like, oh, about 30 cents. So she was like, oh, that's good because that was like £10 worth of bacon. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. Like... And if you just went to work for one day. You'd make a lot more. <laughs> it has like no no financial sense to it at all. Um, but it does always make me laugh when he gets into these sort of like hairbrain schemes of making money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that as the most bizarre example. I chose selling the grease as my representation of that. I just like, I've never, apart from when I first saw this episode, I never ever considered um, selling grease. Like, do people actually do that? That's based on a true story. Uh, that actually happened. That's the, crazy. Um, I think, I was going to say we talked about it on a podcast, but I talked about it on Weird Tales one time. Um, I did an episode on uh, Simpsons predictions, and I was I did a segment of ones, things that happened in The Simpsons that were influenced by real life, so the other way. Yeah. And yeah, that was a true story. That I think it was in New York or somewhere. Some people were stealing grease and selling the grease. That's crazy. So, yeah. Um, I think I'll, I'll, at some point I'll put that up on this feed as well. So if people want to just listen to that episode, if they like Simpsons stuff, they can find it. I did really enjoy that episode, to be fair. So, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, I mean, I keep waiting for a time where we need to have like an off week. We need a break for some reason and yeah. like, that can sandwich in. But that will go up on this feed at some point. That's for good. People who want to hear it. Cool. So that's our so list. So there we go. Yeah, let's do a quick recap of them then. Cool. Okay, so... My number four episode is um, Homer as a Bodyguard for Med the Mob. My number three is Homer the Blackjack Dealer in Springfield with the dollar sign. Um, my number two is Homer as an Astronaut in Deep Space Homer. My number one is uh, Homer as Spring uh, the Springfield monorail conductor in Marge versus the monorail, and my plus one is Homer as the singer songwriter and the frontman of the B Sharps in Homer's Barbershop Quartet. Great, 
Uh, my list is my number four is Homer as a trucker in the episode Maximum Homer Drive. My number three is Homer as a teacher in the episode Secrets of a Successful Marriage. My number two is Homer as a town crier in the episode Lisa the Iconoclast. My number one is Homer as a Bowlerama employee in the episode And Maggie Makes Three. And finally, my plus one is Homer as a grease salesman <laughs> in the episode Lard of the Dance. I love that. Just saying it is hilarious. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Some of those plots I'm are really, just crazy. I'm really surprised that neither of us mentioned uh, Mr. Plow. Oh, yeah. No, we didn't. Um yeah, I, well, another one that I really I do, I do like when he works at the Quickie Mart, um, and he's incredibly tired all the time. Um, and then there's ones like him as Santa. It's the first episode. Like these are good ones for like plus ones. But boxer, boxer. I, yeah, I just watched that. We're in the middle of season eight at the moment, so I just watched him as a boxer. Homie the Clown is an episode I love. So that almost made my list. Clown. What almost yeah. made my list but didn't was um, when he becomes sanitation commissioner. Oh yeah, I've got that on my shortlist. Trash too. of the Titans, yeah, because that's yeah. that's like season ten, so it's like later of the the third that we do. Um, Actually, my so number yeah. five that almost made the list, and I I was wondering whether it would be on yours, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this next season is um, him working at the Globex Corporation. Yep, that's on my list as well. That's actually like that was going to be on there as well. That that got switched out right at the last minute, but. Purely because I'm like we're definitely. Well, I know we're going to talk we about will, it. Yeah. Because it's it's gonna. We know it's gonna be on both of our lists. It's the one time we're both allowed to have it on our list. Yeah, it cancels each other out. Which yeah, is that's what I was just a, come to. I was going to say that to you, like when we start recording it. But um, it's, we can technically both have it and both not have it as well. Yeah, I was going to say which way we should do it, but I think we should just both have it. Yeah, and we can just talk both talk about it. Because to be fair, we actually haven't spoken about it that much apart from... Exactly. That's yeah. why I was like, yeah, we need to leave it in so we Hasn't... can talk about it. It's not like Homer's Barbershop Quartet where we talk about every episode. <laughs> no, and it is so good. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're talking about You Only Move Twice, but that's for next episode, Yay! which is when we're going to be talking about season eight. So um, Wait. if you want to contact us, go on. I know. I was going to say, just before we wrap up, like... Yeah. If you could have any job in the world and it could be as wacky as anything, what would it if be? If I could? Yeah. I want to know what, what you'd have. Just anything. Honestly. Anything. Honestly, I would just love to get paid for podcasting. Oh, that's cute. Because I just, it's just, I, what do I like doing in the world? Well, I like chatting shit with my friends. So getting paid for that is pretty good. <laughs> do you know what mine would be? Go on. So it... I'm trying to like work out how to say it. So basically, just to be Scully in Mulder and Scully and the X Files, I just want to like investigate, like, investigate it into the paranormal. the paranormal. Literally, that would be my ideal job. Like, not necessarily for the FBI, not necessarily for anything governmental. Like, I would love to just. I mean, you could go solo, yeah, start your own business. Yeah, I could. Ufologist. If I mean, yeah. if you're ever looking for a ufologist, hit me up. <laughs> there we go. Be my first uh, first job. Um, so let's let's wrap up then. If you want to get in contact, uh, you could do so directly via the email at four and one more pod dot at sorry four and one more pod at gmail dot com. Um, that's all in writing. It's not the number. It's the word four and one more pod 
dot at gmail.com. Um, too many dots. <laughs> but, uh, or you can contact through the website, which is 411more.com. You can also find me on Twitter to talk to me directly. I'm at Bob Shoy. That's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Emma, you're also on Twitter. Yep, I'm on Twitter under at Emma Rowena, which is at E-M-M-A-R-O-E-N-A. Mm-hmm. And you also run the Instagram page for the podcast. I do indeed. So if you just type four and one more in on Instagram, you'll find us. Yeah. Um, and what else is there? You can go to my website. That's bobshoy.com. That's B-O-B-S-H-O-Y.com. Uh, you can see... This is part of the podcast network that I run, so you can see other shows that I work on and, and host on and stuff. It's all on there. Um, and you might like some of those if you like this. Like I said, I talked about Simpsons on, on the Weird Tales and the Unexplainable podcast a few times, where we, where we reference every episode, but I've done a whole episode on The Simpsons at some point. Um, and you can also support my time researching and editing those podcasts at patreon.com slash bobshoy. And make his dreams come true. Make my dreams come true. Um, <laughs> as it is, it's a nice little bonus at the end of the month. So um, next time we're talking about season eight, we and are. We'll be talking about you only move twice, of course, as we've already alluded to. I'm excited. And after that, I don't think we've discussed what extra episode. No, I haven't. I've got my got my rough sketch here. Do you want to know what it is, Emma? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm really, really so intrigued. So you can prepare yourself. Yeah. Okay. So uh, after that. It's between. I've got two here, and I've written them both in different orders. That's why I'm just like, oh, that's why the first time I paused, I had this schedule laid out until now. Should we do a heads and tails I've... again? Yeah, actually, I will do that. Leave Where's it, my coin? Leave it to I chance. It on the floor before, so. Leave it to I've chance. Lost my coin. I tell you what, I'll do it. I've got a dice here instead. <laughs> <laughs> so evens or odds will do. Yeah. Um. So uh, okay, evens odds. We're doing. Okay, so we're doing our dislikes. Yes. So this this can be anything. anything. It's, it's um, characters <laughs> we don't like, elements of the show we don't like, episodes we don't like. Just are going to leave it as vague as possible so we'll come back with possibly completely different things to each other. Just however we want to sort of read that as a prompt. It's our four and one more dislikes. About The Simpsons. Off the record, so, Bob, you know Agnes yeah. Skinner's going to come up. I've got a lot to say about oh, Agnes. I know, yeah. <laughs> I just watched Twisted World of Barge Simpson. It's a real, like, Agnes-heavy episode. <laughs> I know. I watched that the other day as well for, like, preparation. And I was like... <gasps> <sighs> She's all over it. Yeah. I don't know what else I'm going to use, though, because where it's so vague, like, I feel like it's I'm going to struggle, I think. Yeah, I've got a few ideas. I'm definitely going to pick... So I'm going to definitely pick a character I don't like and I'm going to speak about Agnes. And I'm definitely going to pick an episode that I really don't like, but perhaps an episode that other people do like, but I really don't like. Right, okay. Maybe I'm going to use those two, but I don't know about anything else, really. Um, I'm going to have to sit down and really think about it. I had yeah. a few ideas going around my head. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Like, I think I think it would be interesting that we're leaving it that vague because we'll come with different interpretations of the topic yeah definitely it's like when you have like a really vague essay title yeah you could just be like are you gonna hone in and be choose very specific things or are they gonna be like broader concepts or what or like i don't like this type of episode or i don't like yeah, yeah i don't, I don't know. know it could be anything so yeah yeah it'd be interesting interesting but that's what we got after season eight yeah. so um stay tuned for those and uh thanks for listening to this one everyone part of my galoshes <laughs>
<laughs> I forgot when we were like wrapping up the episode. I just started trailing off. Yeah, part of my galoshes also. <laughs> Love you lots. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.